You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Good morning. Good morning. It's a nice early morning podcast today. This is very, yeah, this is the earliest we've recorded for sure. It's refreshing, kind of. Yeah, I'm ready to get started. It'll give me a, a lot of time to get this studying done. True. And spread it out throughout the day. Very true. Mm-hmm. It'll be a fun study Saturday for you. Yeah. I think we're going to do multiple topics, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But topic number one for today mm-hmm. is the microwave. Oh, cool. So, like... I would love to know the history of the microwave, you know, who developed it, how did it come into being, um, and then as much as you can, a little bit of actual microwave technology, like how does it work? (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be, yeah, don't look forward to a lot of that. Just give us, you know, the layman's version. Okay. There's yeah. got to be a way for all of us regular people to have a basic understanding of how microwave technology works. Yeah, you're right. I can definitely try to boil it down to something that is understandable. I keep thinking of an Einstein quote when we do these podcasts, which is... What? Um, I guess you aren't thinking of it that much. No. You have no idea what no, it is. No, <laughs> I have it. I just don't know it exactly. It's something to the effect of this. I'm not trying to quote it right now because I don't know it exactly off the top of my head, but it's something to the effect of if you don't, if you can't explain it clearly, you don't understand it well enough. Mm. So yeah. to explain clearly the science behind a microwave oven means that I have to understand right. it very well, which is going to be a challenge That's in 30 true. minutes. But yeah. I do know about the microwave, that it was invented when the inventor was in the lab doing something with microwaves and noticed that a chocolate bar in his pocket melted. Oh, there you go. And he inv- he went on to invent the you know microwave cooking, a microwave oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's about all I know about microwaves. Well, hammer that story down. Okay. And uh, yeah, let's hear about it. I always think that things like that are so fascinating. Thing. I mean, there's so many things like this nowadays in the technological age that we live in that we just accept in our life, use in practically every day. And, I've used it already today. I microwaved coffee. We have no idea how it works. We have yeah. no idea what it's doing. We just accept that we put something in there and it comes out hot. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... It's a good practice in life to understand the things around you. So I would love to know a little bit more about it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will dig a lot of information out in 30 minutes and I will try to regurgitate it clearly. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm going to task you with devoting one minute of your time to um, figuring out that Einstein quote and coming back with it. Okay. I definitely will. All right. Sweet. You ever notice on um, microwave popcorn now, it always says, like, don't use the popcorn button? Yeah. I wonder why that is. The popcorn button was, like, the most revolutionary thing of my lifetime when well, when I was young. It's like, you just put it got. in there and hit popcorn. How's it knowing it's done? But it did. But I guess they don't trust it anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have time, figure that mystery out as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll carve out a good 15 of these 30 minutes to getting to the bottom of the popcorn button. All right. You allocate your time how you see fit. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. This I'm... will be fun, right? Microwave? Yeah, I'm excited. It's a good one. 
I'm going to go learn about it. Good luck. Okay. See you later. So first order of business, did you find that Einstein quote? Yes, I did. I had it kind of right. Well, also, I'll just read the quote. (laughs) If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Beautiful. Elegant. Einstein. (laughs) Right. Except it's probably not an actual Einstein quote. Oh. When you look, when you search that quote online, find it however you do, there's all sorts of you know, black and white, artsy-looking photos of Albert Einstein with that, mm-hmm. you know, inscription on the photo and attributing it to Einstein. But then when you actually search where he said, you know, there's nobody can uh, yeah. verify that he actually said that. There's no citation to back it up. Um, I feel like with- so it's probably not anything he said. I guess he did say some things pretty similar. Yeah, but a lot more. Uh, nothing as simply put as that. Mm. Any quotes like that, they, it's hard to track them down, I feel like, Cause, yeah. because that's a great piece of wisdom that I'm sure many people throughout the ages have had that concept and idea. Lots of quotes like that get attributed to people, and they kind of stick with one person sometimes, and then when you dig into it, you find things like what you just said. Like, there's no way of knowing if this person ever said this, unless yeah. they wrote it in a public, I mean, a published document. Uh, I feel like it's kind of hard to nail those things down. And especially but, now, like with the internet, all it takes is somebody putting a quote over a photo of somebody and, you right. know. Right, dash little, Albert yeah, Einstein. Dash, we're all like, I guess he said it. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. I saw this quote probably 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think of it quite often and I always attribute it to him, but he probably never said that. But you know what? It's the sentiment that counts. Definitely. And Yeah, it's a I don't good really one. care who said it. I don't care who said it. (laughs) For all we care, you said it from now on. All right. From this day forward, that's my quote. Great. All right. So now that we got that done, Mm -hmm. very happy. Um, How did it go? Microwaves. I actually spent the whole 30 minutes looking into that Einstein quote, so I don't have anything (laughs) on microwaves. Perfect. JK. Okay, we'll start at the start. Remember Chocolate Boy from the intro? Yeah, Chocolate Boy. Well, Uh his name is Percy Spencer. Good. I'm glad we can stop calling him Chocolate Boy. I feel uncomfortable about it already. (laughs) He was born in Maine and... Maine. Yeah. Go Maine. We're talking about the 1930s here. Mm. He is working for a company called Raytheon, which at the time was manufacturing a product that allowed household power, which was AC power, to be converted to DC power. Via, you know, wall outlets, things like that. So Mm -hmm. you could power a radio, appliances, that sort of thing. So Raytheon, the company he's working for, they're making the product that allows that conversion to happen. By the 1930s, the late 1930s, they're making vacuum tubes. Vacuum tubes is like the vacuum tubes that went in old radios, not like a, Mm -hmm. you know, what you use to pick up dirt on your carpet. Great. Uh, Same thing, transformers. Um, again, not a whole load of things. I know what they are, but have no idea toy <laughs> how cars they work. that turn into fighting robots. But transformers, you know, that right. convert power and uh, electronic automotive components. Great. That's kind of the realm they're in. And this guy Percy Spencer, he was in charge of making radar devices. He actually helped the company secure a government contract to make 
radar combat equipment. And Ooh. this is now we're talking World War II, yeah. late 30s, oh, early wow. 40s, this mm-hmm. is happening. So that's a really big deal. Um, and at that time, there's a device called a magnetron, which sounds made Fake. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was used to make uh, the microwaves where, you know, in radar technology, they send out like the radio signals. That's the main mechanism in these radar devices. And one day, Percy Spencer is standing in front of like an opened up radar set. And he notices that a chocolate bar he had in his pocket melted. You're right. But apparently he wasn't the first person to notice that this sort of thing happened around radar. Mm. But he is the first to really investigate it for its possibility. Okay. You know, other people had noticed that this happened but no one really like but he's the dude utilized who took some it. action yeah we can all have ideas but the ones who take action get somewhere yeah like Percy albert Spencer. einstein said that <laughs> <laughs> but even though he's the first person to really like he made he invented the microwave we'll jump ahead to that part oh, spoiler alert so even though he is the one who invented the microwave people were using waves to manipulate heat before the microwave was invented Mm -hmm. so by the 1930s uh doctors were using shortwave radiation uh to human tissue and that was developing into the practice that is called uh diathermy which is using electromagnetic waves to heat tissue as a form of therapy so the waves go into the tissue, they increase blood flow, they speed up metabolism. Interesting. Yeah, it helps loosen soft tissue and tendons and joints. It's good for relaxing muscles and Mm -hmm. joint pain, that sort of thing. So that was happening in its very early stages. Mm -hmm. Also, in 1933, so we're talking like, actually maybe about 10 years before um, the chocolate bar melted in his pocket... Westinghouse, the company, Westinghouse, at the 1933 Chicago World's Fair, Mm -hmm. they demonstrated the ability to cook uh, food that was between two metal plates with a shortwave transmitter attached to those metal plates. Oh. So sending these waves back and forth, they demonstrated that you could cook food like that. So that's essentially a microwave, I mean, yeah, reading that, I'm like, okay, that's definitely a first step towards microwave technology however nobody ever did anything with it tried to turn it into a commercial product until our guy percy spencer percy yeah so when he had the chocolate bar in the pocket that's his light bulb moment where he was like this could really be something Mm -hmm. so he started to test it he started to you know deliberately try to cook foods the first thing he tested was popcorn Really? Yeah. The first thing he tested? Yeah. Wow. I know. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Wherever you look, that's the first thing. Like, everybody notes that the first thing he tested was was popcorn. Wow. Also, wherever you look, you see the story of him, like, stage one, test popcorn. Stage two, he microwaved an egg that exploded into one of his lab technician's faces. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) It must be true because that story is everywhere. Yeah. Um. And he also, he created the first deliberate microwave oven by attaching an electromagnetic field generator to an enclosed metal box so that he could safely and consistently test different foods and wavelengths. Cool. Like that 
in essence, was the first microwave. The first this microwave. device he built to experiment with this technology. Cool. Yeah. You just said experiment in a very Pittsburgh way. Experiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into the science a little bit, and I'm going to... I'm going to do my best. You're going to do great. Okay. So what's happening, and if you don't know, microwave, microwave oven... I assumed you wanted to know about microwave ovens, I not did. just microwaves themselves. So. Well, I did want to know about both. <laughs> so the microwave oven is a kitchen appliance. Mm-hmm. It converts power from the wall that into a power that's better for making radio waves. So the power from the wall goes into a vacuum tube, like mm-hmm. way back in the day, Callback. into the magnetron. Oh, again. literally, yeah. They use the this magnetron. thing we thought was fake is in our apartment right now. Yeah, for real. How about that? It that's what produces the energy that heats the food. It turns the radio waves into microwaves. They travel down a channel in the microwave. They're funneled into the main vessel of the microwave, where you put your food. The open box. Yeah, the main were. compartment. Yeah, and these waves are. So they go down this like channel, and then they're pushed into the main box by a fan, and they are super irregular. They're just like squiggly lines bouncing all over the place, going mm-hmm. all, you know, they're just, it's nuts in there. <laughs> and the way they're heating the food is that they are pushing the water molecules apart, making them move faster. And the faster they move, the hotter the food gets. The water molecules? Correct. Just water molecules? Correct. Wow. Yeah. So... That's thermal energy, you know, transferring energy, creating heat mm-hmm. through that friction. Uh, it's also called dielectric heating. And the irregular patterns of the waves means that some spots in the microwave may be hotter than others. And yeah. that's why they introduce the rotating plate to more ah, evenly heat. Very smart. Yeah. So basically the waves are just pushing molecules around and creating friction and that creates heat. Yes. It also, and you said it also makes them move faster, which I know faster moving molecules are are hotter. Yes. So, so what's really happening is these waves come in from the vacuum tube, and by definition, a wave picture a wave mm-hmm. literally peaks and valleys. Yep. They have an electric field and a magnetic field. Oh. So there's like a straight line running flat and the Mm -hmm. waves either going up above that line and then equally dipping below that line what's happening is that wave is changing direction very 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 quickly Mm. two and a half billion times per second (gasps) that wave is vibrating that is quick yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow it's yeah it's crazy so the water molecule what it's doing is it's trying to align itself with the electric field. Mm-hmm. So it's swinging back and forth, almost like watching a tennis ball go back and forth yeah. in a match. It's trying to follow, like when your head's trying to follow the ball and you're going crazy, that's what's happening with the water molecule trying to follow the electric field. So that's resulting in it swinging back and forth really quickly, causing friction that causes the heat. Wow. Yeah, so it, it microwaving isn't different than any other type of heat transfer. It's all just mm-hmm. heat transfer. Okay. The difference in like a conventional oven is that heat is radiating from one source, 
heating the entire space inside the oven. So your food is getting cooked first on the outside, and then the inside's getting cooked by the heat from the outside of, you know, let's call it a roast. Mm -hmm. The heat from the outside of the roast eventually making its way to the center, which can take a while. But with the microwave, these waves are just penetrating, you know, totally through. So it's cooking it more evenly all at the same time. That's why it's so much faster. Wow. Yeah. And th- cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure I don't truly have a very good understanding of it, but I feel like I know <laughs> way more than I did before. Yeah. I watched a couple of YouTube videos trying to really like get a grasp on it. Cool. One was from Energy Guy on YouTube, which was very helpful. Thank oh, you. shout out Energy Guy. Yeah. Uh, and he also taught me that the inner filament, so the magnetron, the thing, that, the thing that in the microwave that converts the power from the wall uh, to the the power that pushes the waves into the microwave itself, it is like picture a wheel. So this is I'm I'm d- trying to describe the inner filament of the magnetron. Picture a wheel, a bicycle wheel, mm-hmm. where the outside, like the rim and the spokes, are made of copper, and the hub is the main filament, and that's made of tungsten and thorium. I've never even heard of thorium. I don't know about thorium. Me neither. So you apply a large voltage to the magnetron, and what happens is the electrons from that center core of tungsten and thorium try to jump out to the outer circle, the outer rim of the copper, but between that hub and the rim there's a circle of a magnet that push the electrons right back towards uh-huh. the center core. Oh. So these electrons are just like firing outward and then immediately back, outward, back, outward, uh-huh. back, which just gets them going in this crazy oscillating wave that then is funneled into the microwave. Wow. Yeah. That's probably crazy the best way I can... smart people for figuring these things out. Yeah. It's really crazy. And what's nuts is that like it's pretty unchanged really from, yeah from the earliest models that is awesome yeah so that's enough of the science because my mouth hurts yeah that's good um the company he worked for raytheon mm-hmm. they ended up filing a patent for the microwave oven in october of 1945 1945 and, you know yeah. i'm I, i'm this is just shows my ignorance but i'm surprised it was so late that seems late to me wow well, but I guess, what did I think? People were microwaving stuff at like the Civil War? Heck no. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Well, I'm going to blow your mind even more oh. because that was 1945 when they filed the patent. Mm-hmm. Their first model came out in 1947. Mm-hmm. That was like strictly commercial. We'll talk about that more in a second. But to blow your mind, the first really commercially available home microwave that could fit on your countertop came out in 1967. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you thought 1945 was late, 1967, that's the first time people were really at home microwaving things. That is crazy. But that first model they came out with was called the Radar Range, and it was six feet tall. (gasps) It weighed 750 pounds, and it cost (gasps) $5,000. That was the commercial grade one. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and that was only used in commercial kitchens. And even then, I'm sure it 
was not flying off the shelves. It couldn't have been. It weighed too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it took a whole crew of guys to get it off the shelf. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So this guy, Spencer, Percy Spencer, the guy who, chocolate boy. Mm -hmm. We're not calling him that anymore. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. He did not get royalties on the patent. Isn't that crazy? Even though he, like, straight up invented it. Because, as was practice at Raytheon at the time... If the company filed a patent that you invented while you were there, you received a one-time gift of $2. (laughs) No. Yeah. (sighs) Isn't that crazy? Gift. Wow. That is insane. Like, why $2? I don't understand that at all. (laughs) This is a very legitimate company. I mean. It's truly nuts. Oh, man. Doesn't make any sense. So, Amana, are you familiar with that brand? Yes. Mm-hmm. A brand of appliances. Yes. A-M-A-N-A. They were around 1940s, 19, like between the 40s and 50s, they're manufacturing um, refrigeration equipment. Okay. Like home refrigerators. So, the first people to actually manufacture an upright freezer for home use. Oh. Um, they enough. were the first to do the side-by-side refrigerator and freezer they were acquired by Raytheon in 1956. Mm-hmm. They went on to release their microwaves under that brand. So Raytheon, I mean, you've never seen a Raytheon microwave. That's because they didn't really exist. By the time they were like hitting, mm. you know, shelves to be purchased by people to put in their homes, they were under the Amana brand, cool. which is now owned by uh, Whirlpool. There you go. All right, we're getting to the end here. It's oh, not great. that many exciting facts about the microwave. That's I, all right. All I... of the facts about the microwave are surrounding its invention. You know, mm, the yeah. uh, the chocolate bar it's thing. It's a good and like story. That it weighed 5,000 or 750 pounds. Like that's, <laughs> if you look up cool facts about the microwave, it's, yeah. trust me, we've covered it. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Well, it's, there have been some cool facts. Yeah. You got uh, a few more to hit us with? Just one more thing. It's not really a cool fact more of a an observation it the microwave is really effective in cutting down on food waste especially in restaurants really yeah because instead of having to cook you know an estimated amount of meat that they would sell that day they would so let's say a roast again mm-hmm. they would work on the lower end of their estimation mm-hmm. and then if they needed more they could microwave more and get it started like that would really really speed up the cooking you know you could throw it in the microwave for a bit and finish it in the oven yeah so that's kind of nice that it helped cut down on food waste that is good yeah that that's that makes me feel good about it (sighs) oh that's all i have you didn't find anything about i remember when i was little it was this thing that i feel like my mom used to say you know they told you not to look at it did you find anything about that Uh, or is that just nonsense no, I didn't find anything about that, and I don't think there's any uh, truth to that. I look at, the, I stare into the microwave all the time. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with don't look at the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would think if it were really bad, it would have come up. You know what though? I don't know. I don't even think I made it to the bottom of the Wikipedia page. Maybe wow. there's a whole long list of health concerns. I did uh, find one source stating that. You know how people are, like some people might think that microwaving food makes it lose its nutritional value. Yes, mm-hmm. or there definitely are some things floating around the idea that yeah, microwaving is maybe not the best thing 
to do. Right, but it's not true. Really? No. Um, so it changes the like nutritional compounds in the food, but it doesn't deplete them. Okay. Unless you are cooking things in water, which, I mean, how often do people really do that? But if you were cooking, say, broccoli in a bowl of water in the microwave, mm-hmm. from what I was reading, it kind of admitted that, like, yeah, you could lose some nutritional value to, like, it leaching out into the water there. But other than that, no. In I've fact, heard it that could about make it... cooking vegetables in water on the stove, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that it would be the same for cooking it on the stove. Hmm. I'm trying to think why, but I remember it did say it could actually make it healthier, and I forget what their point was. That was, uh, you were on a site of a microwave salesman. Hey, when you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really cool. I'm glad that that really? chocolate bar was story. It? it was. I mean, you know, it was very science heavy. Yeah. But that's what I wanted. And sometimes we got to learn some science. Hopefully, um, you got to learn science because one of these days, someone's going to be a child in a classroom and learn some science and they're going to be the next Albert Einstein. No, that's true. And if they're not exposed, how would you ever know? Yeah, and also, I think it's we like did a pretty good saying, job of... of wrapping up the science of it and you know yeah. making it pretty simple to understand and i think if it, if you have something in your home that you use almost every day why not have a basic understanding of how it works why not i know how that thing works i'm looking at you microwave all right stay on the mic okay <laughs> all right cool well thanks oh thank you that was awesome let's go make some popcorn Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinutexpertPodcast, that's 30MinutexpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.